0: Hello, this podcast is brought to you by the nature of things. Do you know what the queen of roses is? I've given it away already. That was supposed to, I was supposed to say, do you know what the queen of flowers is? Well, it's the rose. And right now as I sit in my my loft slash podcast studio, I have the smell of rose in the air mixed with a little bit of yo yo oil. That's J-O-J-O-B-A oil. Rose is very posh, didn't you know? It's uh, it's a fragrance you don't really get that much because it's kind of a bit pricey, but not today. Oh no, if you'd like to have the smell of rose wafting through your rooms in your house, almost like you're living in a rose garden, then go to the natureofthings.ie, put in the promo code yoga life and you get 10% off all products. So that's your... Oils, but also any gift sets that you want, or if you want to buy one of their bamboo 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 diffusers, you get 10% off that as well. Check them out the nature of things.ie. Yoga Life is the promo code, and 10% off is the discount. Also, check out smallchanges.ie, they are an organic whole food store based here in Dublin. You can get everything there all your food, all your veg or your fruit. You can even get things like sauerkraut and kimchi. Now I, I love that type of thing, fermented food, it's great for the gut. So they're based here in Dublin. There's no online offering, so you can just go in and and, and have a look, have a gander, and maybe get yourself some stuff. This episode, once again, is a three-person job. So we have today Chris McGee, and we have, again, Doug, the Downward Doug, because, uh, Doug was in town. We did this the same weekend. We recorded this the same weekend as last week, which was with Patrick Beach. And um, yeah, I'm really enjoying the three three-person dynamic. So there's gonna be plenty more of them to come. This one, myself, Chris, and Doug, we had loads of banter in the car, we spent the day together, but this episode actually turned into be turned out to be a really technical one. So we ended up talking about teaching methodology the 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 strategies the tactics behind teaching and the philosophies that chris has so um yeah there's loads to learn from this especially if you're a teacher but also if you're a student it might be interesting to see what teachers think in their mind when they're teaching class if you'd like to come to a workshop of mine then next no not next month the month after that december cuz it's around the corner believe it or not I'm teaching a handstand workshop in salt and soul December 14th, that's in Sligo. You can just go onto my website, kevinballyoga.ie, and check them out there, and find the workshop to find the booking page. If you enjoy this episode with Chris and with Doug, please leave a review on iTunes and also share it with your friends on your IG stories. Alright, that's enough from me, let's do this. <music> gentlemen how are we very good how are you i'm i'm
1: good i've had a very jam-packed time here in dublin more so than most it's <laughs> between this teacher training and the podcasting and the swim yesterday but it's why i really like this place dublin is just easy to navigate mm. you know like london like we we're talking about chris like you have to be on trains like shortage to shortage to Oxford circus Mission. Yeah, you Never. know Whereas here, there's no equivalent.
0: Maybe like Dublin, eight to Brown Thomas is as bad as it gets. That's mm. not such a bad walk. I was saying to this to Chris, to Chris earlier how, because I live on the north side. If, if a studio is on the south side or something's happening on the south side, I just won't go. It, it's just too. There's there, well, the well, public transport for one is. It's north. another thing. Yeah. It's another thing, and uh, you, you, otherwise you spend too much time in a car. But it is easy to get around in Dublin. Um, so gents. Chris, what are you doing in Dublin,
2: sir? I'm here because <laughs> you come
0: here a lot. Man, I'm just hanging out. Just, I'm here to see you, Kevin. Really. <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: yeah, I'm teaching uh, teaching a couple of workshops this weekend at mm. uh, Reformation, mm-hmm. which is um, Lee Tracy and Annie Kerwin's new studio that they've opened up in Ballsbridge. Mm. So I've gone down there, seen the seen the space. It's beautiful. Mm. Um, yeah, I was teaching uh, one of my workshops yesterday called the Complete Practice and uh, I'm teaching another one today which is an inversions clinic without giving too much away the complete practice is that kind of your method of practicing Do you want to let us know what what that entails it basically I mean it's it's a, a sort of a workshop format in the sense that we will kind of kind of like sort of like stop start the mm-hmm. flow of things and give everybody a chance to sort of break some of the some of the more funky stuff that I'm doing done mm-hmm. but ultimately it's um, it gives you it gives me as the teacher space to give an appropriate amount of time for pranayama mm-hmm. um building from a place of breath work before we get into any physical mm-hmm. movement and then also to close with um, a complete meditation yeah. so I'm exp- uh, you know the 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 sort of the pitch if you like of the complete practice mm-hmm. to different studios is that we're now looking at more limbs than just yeah asana mm-hmm. um, and that's the kind of the the crux of it. I mean, but the last few days we've been doing two hour practices, which
1: on paper you're like, wow, two hours, you know, that's a long time to practice. Like you say, once you're starting into the pranayama and the meditation and actually trying to do a complete practice, not just guiding people through some sort of vinyasa, but actually teaching, it takes time, right? Mm-hmm. If you want people give people a go to do those things, especially the breath work, which we really breeze over you know oh yeah uh, we really breeze over it now it's like oh, let's just start the practice four breaths together yeah good alright cool let's go Like mm. it's- or you expect that people are going to get it you're like okay so like yeah.
2: listen we're going to do we're going to do five rounds of of ujjayi before we before we move with this breath and then you're going to it's going to be in you enough to be able to maintain that mm-hmm. throughout everything else that you're doing yeah. it's kind of like I mean you know technicalities time yeah. constrictions of studios and whatever else but like yeah ultimately you think two two yeah, two and a half hours it can actually be like yesterday flew by this is it when it's done flew by when it's done was, well that's was, exactly you know, it once I was in the in the flow of it all you
1: know. and like you said because there's so many different limbs to yoga because there's different aspects that you're teaching different modals of of practicing once you break that down it's not that even that long two hours is you're doing like maybe you know 15 to half an hour of each thing which isn't in itself that much it's just that we put it under this umbrella term of yoga you know like, two hours of yoga that's so much but you're like yeah, but it's broken down into this, this, and this, and this. Mm. Then it, it changes it up. But I think it's quite rewarding for people because you realize that hour that we're giving people in the studio is is kind of a bite sized chunk mm. of yoga.
2: Yeah, and which I just, is probably less intimidating, definitely to start with. Definitely less intimidating. But I think like having an experience like what happened yesterday. So like one of the girls yesterday was there. um and I was just doing like a quick kind of like getting a read of the room. Like some of the some of the people that were there, I had seen it. Some of my Previous Dublin workshops, which was awesome to be able to mm. to get them back in again, um, but like some of the people that I hadn't seen before, and I just said like, hey, like, is anybody like is anybody brand brand new? Has anybody been practicing for like less than six months? Anybody been practicing for less than a year? Just kind of like let me know where you're at. And, and one of the girls was like, yeah, I've been practicing for like ten, like ten months, and I was like, okay, amazing. And then I was able to say, you know, different levels and blah 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 blah. And it meant that throughout the practice, I was able to go over, give her little tips, give her little like like moments of reassurance and i was speaking to her at the end and um she said like that was like oh it was so hard like but but i didn't feel like i was out of my depth mm-hmm. so then to have done like a two hour or two hours and ten minutes or whatever it ended up being yesterday to to do a practice like that and to have gone for that sort of duration and that kind of like focus for that amount of time and then to see a 90 minute class on a timetable you then go Oh, I can do that. Yeah. Mm. Whereas, like, most of the time, wh- when you're a beginner, you're like, "Ooh, 60 minutes." Or, like, mm. I'm used to doing like a 45 minute exercise mm. class or whatever. So it's even 60 kind of seems like it's a mental barrier for people to get past, or like 75 or 90 minutes. It's kind of, and again, I suppose it's city life as well, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. like You need 90 minutes of my time. When <laughs> like... I was I was teaching a 40 minute class, I came to that one. I was, I was just going to ask, ask about
1: Doug,
0: that. Doug came to that was the. Flow Express in yoga. I was doing that on a Friday lunchtime, and uh, Doug came to that as well. And with that, I mean, I, you can't spend that much time breathing because people on the lunch break and they yeah. come to move. Yeah, and even though you do have to take a moment at the start, I do every class to remind them of their breathing. Do it, some basic, maybe just run ujjayi breathing, perhaps. But that's about it, because people want to move. And yeah. you can see people, there. a lot of people that, also you've got to think about not just the time frame, but the type of people that are coming. Yeah. People that go to a lunch time class of 40 minutes on the lunch break are type A personalities. Mm-hmm. And they want to move, and they want, um, And but I find that it's good to be skilled in teaching a, a sh- in a short period of time, be able to deliver, keep it flowing. But I'm really, I, I the more I do longer classes or teach longer classes or workshops or teacher trainings where you're spending more time with people and you're stopping and you're actually, it's a bit of, some parts of it are almost like a lecture. You're just speaking. I'm finding that uh, I'm enjoying that more and more and I want more and more of that because you're able to get a bit, it's a bit more two way. Mm -hmm. In a class, you're essentially saying do this, do that and they're just following, following, following. Very rarely do you get to stop the class and say, okay guys, let's break this down. You know generally have any thoughts around this, and I just find that as a teacher, I feel like I'm developing more because I'm able to feedback off people and and learn from them too mm-hmm. um I, st- I still think there's i mean public classes are um I, I I still want to do them, but I'm doing a lot less now because mm-hmm. I want to make more room for for longer format well interesting two things you're saying there
1: one that class that I came to by the way, which was great. I did find it hilarious how you kept saying downward dog instead
2: of downward dog in the Sorry. class
1: this is the problem when I'm in a class I plug, see it happen to everyone I said it yeah, I said it subliminal messaging subliminal
2: messaging and I'm going to have to Say you're a
1: taking the meal yeah. later Yeah, it's <laughs> much harder to slip his name into the the classes when he comes to mine. You know, I, up, even, up, said, I even said, yeah. <laughs> no, I even <laughs> said, it feels like you're shoehorning it in, right? Come to Kev stand. What that doesn't make any sense. Um, but no, I think you're right. In that that lends itself to the point that as a teacher, you have to play to your audience. Your Forty minute class, type A personalities, people on lunch break, like you said, want to move. So you can't be stuck in your ways as a teacher where where you start, you definitely want to be. You go, I have this sequence, everyone will do this sequence because I made this sequence instead of going, what do they need? Like it's, you flip the way you think about it. You are there to guide or rather to offer them something, you know, to serve them, not to Mm. serve your Mm. thing you wrote down in your book because you wrote it down. (laughs) It's supposed to be, you're supposed to be giving them something that is of need for them. Mm. But then to your point about longer form, uh, we've been talking about it in our teacher training with Patrick about the difference between guiding and teaching. And probably in a quick class, in a vinyasa class, you're probably guiding more because you don't have time to break down every pose. Mm. Whereas what you're talking about, stopping and enjoying that process, I think is more of the skill. Because if you hold someone in Warritu and you have to go through all the cues and give them something to think about, both metaphorically and practically, you have to teach. And that's actually where you're teaching. Mm, you know, you're, you're actually giving them your insight because you've been in that pose so many times, you're like, Hey, you might find that your knee hurts doing this. Try this instead. What does it feel like to do this? Feel that your torso is not leaning forward because these are the nuances you've learned from time in that position mm. to guide someone through it. Easy step, leg through, go to Warrior Two. Now
2: bring your hands down, go back to Plank. Different skill set, yeah, altogether, century. you know. Yeah, yeah. I think the other thing about like like I mean, forty is short, short. Like that's a that's a really I don't know if I've ever taught a forty minute class that wasn't. Um, digital like I've, I've recorded like 40 minute classes online but I've never mm-hmm. done like 40 minutes like face to face even like for, if a class is advertised in 45 minutes I'm kind of like I'll push Bleh. that <laughs> everybody's, got, everybody's got 50 right like I, I can sneak an extra five in there give them a nice shavasana um, I find that I just you have to move away from the concept of a, of a complete practice mm-hmm. and move more towards the idea of um, theme per week mm-hmm. so it's like hey like you know today is going to be all about hamstrings or today going to be all about headstand or whatever it is and then it's kind of like you know i'm i'm prepping you for this moment or we're working on just this one thing like we can't work on all the things because we don't have time to work on all the things so we just got to work on this whatever this one thing is and then next week maybe we'll work on something else or next mm-hmm. week we'll work on something else or this is the theme this month and then next month we're going to do you know whatever so it, it, it just made me have like a bigger. Like a sort of an arc of um, the structure of what I'm going to share for that class, and like to your point, Doug, of course you have to read the room and see like who's there, but ultimately, like I, I'm also um, a lot of the time when I when I start. Have you done class with me before, Kev? Yeah, I did yeah. your uh, workshop when you in Dublin. Oh, cool. Well, um, if I'm teaching like regular kind of like sixty minute, seventy five minute flow class or whatever um i normally like at the start you're obviously like injuries and blah 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 and i'll say hey is there anything anyone on? is really <clears throat> itching to do today like is there anything anybody wants to work on anybody feeling a particular part of their body is anyone like desperate to work on their pincha or whatever and if you let me know like i'll try my best to get like all of the things in and occasionally you'll do it and the room will say nothing and i'll be like Cool, my choice it is then. All right, and then we go going. <laughs> or you'll get someone that's like, oh, yeah, like my hips are a little bit like, and someone will be like, oh, yeah, and like my lower back. And I'm like, oh, sweet, okay. So like those things kind of go well together. So, yeah, that's very easy. Yep, no problem, no problem. <laughs> or you'll get somebody that'll be like, I want to work on like my scorpion pincher. And you'll get someone who's like, yeah, and I wanted to work on like putting my leg behind my head. And I'm like, <laughs> We're, well, we're probably not going to get to both those places, um, <laughs> like within the space of mm. sixty minutes. So you know, it, or it obviously depend on what their what their starting point is like. But it's like you know things like that where it's then I'm trying to get, I am trying to read the room, and I am mm. trying to give you everything that you need as a student. But I also have to make that objective call. Uh, yeah, you have to make the teacher to say what works. You know, structurally, like this is where we're going today. So mm. if I can, if I can work that in absolutely if i can't work that in then i'll let you know like we're going to get a little more towards that next month or we're going to get a little more towards that like down the road and that, especially the obviously the tighter time frame you have of a class then i because th- again it's like it's the conversation right it's the dynamic between sharing and interacting with the students and feeling like it's a two-way dynamic rather than like do what i say and i'm telling you like you want to try and like encourage that flow of like back and forth be it verbal or nonverbal communication with the people that are attending your class um, and sometimes it's like very easy to take their feedback on board or take whatever it is on board in order to in order to get what you want and sometimes it's like i get that i totally get that you want to do that but we can't do that right now and mm-hmm. cuz i'm going to have to take us in this direction because time is of the essence so i like this is our focus today but i will definitely make that a focus in future weeks or whatever it is
0: that's so important though isn't yeah. it To to let people know that they've been seen or heard even if you can't give them what they want at that time and just so that you're not uh, and th- those skills uh, are so important and that is something that you you can't actually do when you're teaching online and and, and I, I this actually want to talk to you about Chris one of the things I want to talk to you about and, and Doug you, you've done quite a few online videos yourself but um, you refuse um, you're teaching on fit. fit? Yeah. yeah, F-I-I-T, that spelling is. Um, link, in, link in bio. <laughs> Damn it, I've got to put it in. <laughs> link, link in the bio, guys. <laughs> um, what, what is it like to teach for, um, for you know, for, I'm thinking fit, I'm thinking alo moves or yeah. yoga yoga now known as glow. What, what is that like? From a, from a kind of, um, how does it
2: change your teaching? The, so, um, it's obviously like a, a conversation that I have with them before I go in about, about what they want. So they kind of have their, there's a couple of different yoga teachers on their platform. So like, it's me, um, it's Kat Meffin, uh, it's Richie Norton and we all kind of do different things. So there's, you know, when, when they first were hiring me and I went in, I did my, my screen tests and sort of like showed off like, you know, whatever it was that I was, Wanting to share and then we have a we have a conversation of like right Um, we see you kind of sitting in this in this realm so like does that do you think that aligns with you as a person like is that gonna work because they're obviously trying to create a um, like a complete spectrum of, of offerings yeah on their platform they don't want to have like five teachers who teach the exact same mm-hmm. thing because then you all just cannibalize one another it's not really beneficial to the like to the student to the user so they were like, oh, like you kind of seem like this, like does that work for you? Are you happy to create content and, and make classes that sort of like sit in this realm? So I do a lot more of the kind of um, tricky, mm-hmm. slight, like slightly more intermediate advanced stuff for them. I don't do so much of the beginner stuff. Um, and I was like, yeah, of course, I'm happy to, I'm happy to share that. And therefore I ha- sort of like bear that in mind when I do, when I like create a series for them so they were like okay so what is it you want to share first and like these are the sort of we need you to make X amount of classes with this time frame X amount of classes with this time frame or whatever it is and I sort of put down an arc of like right here's like five or six different ideas that I have about things that I want to share and then they go we love the idea of this to start with let's start here make these classes launch these classes out then the next time you come in you film this series Mm -hmm. and then once this series is filmed then we'll launch that out and like so on and so on so i kind of when i first joined them i sort of gave them an arc of about 12 or 18 months worth of stuff that i was that i felt passionate about sharing that still fitted with what they wanted me to share um and ultimately like the goal moving towards like make a load of um sort of like flow based content so that they have like people can do class with me and it's just like doing class but ultimately i was like i love to educate and i said i want this to be a platform on which i can create like appropriate tutorials as well so that you have an option for an educational series so it becomes like i don't know let's say it's journey to headstand or something like, like that, like a program almost, as opposed to just individual classes. Exactly. Yeah. So that then I can say, okay, you know, here's here's a series of four or a series of five things that are gonna um, that are gonna work for you to you know to to bring up towards headstand. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is gonna be all about. Like preparation of your body. This class is going to be all about technical kind of like placement of like whatever, whatever, whatever. This one is going to be about working on your deficits, be it strength or flexibility or whatever it happens to be. And then the culmination of this will be like a flow where you explore lots of opportunities to come into headstand so that you can then start to take this practical skill and put it into place. So at the minute, we're kind of still in the I'm doing like loads of series of flows. And then hopefully, eventually, in the next kind of like six to 12 months, I'll record a lot of that. Type programming as well, because
0: sorry, Doug. I just one thing oh. I want to say just on this. Um, because this, when you go from let's say online medium teaching classes, then then maybe programs journey to headstand or be then you have as you see what Glow are doing teacher training, or they're almost doing like um, yeah. yoga classes for teachers on yeah. Glow, and then this this starts to move into the realm of e-learning. And and mm-hmm. these platforms and this is an area that really interests me because I um I am thinking, so I have people message me saying like I listen I to your you. or oh, sa- right sorry. <laughs> <laughs> saying what? I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Unrelated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hate your accent. <laughs> so no, message me saying, um I listen to your podcast about uh, why not to be a yoga teacher or or why advice on teaching a class or it's the kind of instruction ones about teaching itself the kind of method of teaching Mm -hmm. and um or tips for teaching a workshop wherever it may be and i then i start thinking to myself well this this could be almost like a an a thing where you like any kind of platform if you're learning how to do digital marketing for example you would sign up is it called Udemy learning um uh, udemy udemy, udemy mm-hmm. for example you would sign up and you would pay x amount per month and then you would say one module could be how to set up a class mm-hmm. that could be one module and it's basically video tutorials the same way you would do anything and i think that's a really really interesting uh, medium but this wouldn't be um this would be me talking as, a, as opposed to like teaching online i mean uh, I imagine it's physically exhausting because, because you, you, you have everything. to
2: demonstrate everything yeah. it is impossible yeah. like and you've got to breathe <laughs> and, and you got to talk the first like the and first couple of times for them the, well and the thing as well that that we don't that you kind of like the behind the scenes of it that you don't see all the time is like they'll book me for like a day or a series of days to film hmm. so like I've, I've i've just been filming this week um my new series Come on, out soon, Lincoln Bio. Um, <laughs> <laughs> More ad for me to do? Sorry, man, just had, you just had to like had had to, had to get the plug in. Um, I was filming on Thursday and Friday, so I went in. I did class on Thursday morning uh, as a, an opportunity to warm myself up before I went to the studio, because then like I can arrive and just like bam, like be straight into it, rather than having to spend like twenty minutes in the studio, sort of like get myself ready. I was like, I'm, I'll go, I'll take class um, in the morning at the studio, and then I'll go to the to the filming. Um, in East London. So I got out to the film and I'd already done a 60-minute like powerful vinyasa flow um, at the Mortimer Street site with Gemma. And then when I got there, I had to film like five and a half hours worth of content. So like cumulatively on your body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you, by the time we're, you know, I'm doing class four or class five of the day, but I have the effect of all of the other classes mm-hmm. that I've that I've done to that point as well. Yeah. So I'm like, man, my shoulders are tired, man. Like the, like I'm I'm feeling exhausted, and I'm under the, like you're under the studio lights and you're sweating like crazy, and obviously everything that I've done to this point, you can't breathe so it's like and, inhale and inhale this all going to be recorded to the on the internet forever yeah In, <laughs> inhale bring your leg to the sky exhale bring your knee to your nose like whatever and it's like I didn't inhale or exhale <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just trying but to, I had to, telling you how to do it yeah, yeah. exactly but I, but, I had to, but I had to demonstrate both those things mm-hmm. so like you're like like you feel absolutely knackered off the back of a day like that and to mm-hmm. do back to back like you know I flowed for um, I think it was like like 10 and a half or 11 hours over the course of, of two days which is kind of like extreme end of like being on a teacher training right mm. because like mm-hmm. on your TT you maybe do what you're practicing in the morning you will practice in the evening so let's let's say you do like a nice big like two and a half hour practice in the morning you might do like 90 minutes to two hours in the evening so you're probably gonna sit somewhere around the four mm. like four and a half hour mark but that's you practicing not practicing and speaking yeah like the whole time yeah so yeah because yeah.
1: your brains engaged the whole time like say in a class So you say something, you demo something, and someone doesn't do it. You have that opportunity to go, oh, okay, what I meant was do this. In the class, when you're teaching online, there's no feedback loop. So you have to imagine, is this clear enough? Am I giving them all the cues because I know where to put my foot? Are they gonna know the cell difference between putting it out to the left or having it in the middle, Mm -hmm. where the knee goes, where my hands are placed? So you have to think for them. Mm -hmm. And you're you're also on a time schedule, so you can't say, too much so your brain is working kind of overtime and I imagine that is chewing up a lot of energy when you're doing that too so it's not just the demand on your body when you're doing fit it's also this demand on your brain yeah which is
2: consuming all this energy too so I yeah. think that, that that point is almost that point for me is mo- almost more interesting like the like how you're phrasing the things mm-hmm. in order to in order to make it clear across a medium where you cannot receive feedback from your student
0: yeah mm-hmm.
2: because um, it's like it's one of the nice bits of, of feedback that they gave me when I was in one of the recent times doing the film with them is that they said like one thing that people say all the time is that when they're doing your class they don't have to look at the screen mm, that's It's great. like oh like that's amazing that like you're able to verbally like lead them through, mm-hmm. but I also think that that kind of like translates back to um when I'm teaching class in person because I don't really demonstrate a lot when well, I'm, this is a thing when I'm, I' know Kevin was asking just last week
1: about do you walk the room or do you demo and really in our training now we're talking about it too. Mm-hmm. And it's something I noticed from your classes and, and something I definitely look up to was to do exactly that. I think the skill to walk the room. It gives you two options. One, it lets you actually concentrate on your words and words matter, but also gives you an opportunity to walk the room and actually look at what's going on. If you're yeah. stuck on your mat, again, you're guiding. You're doing the thing and hoping people watch you do your thing and emulate it. Mm-hmm. But when you walk in the room, you look at that hand and you're like, oh, no, no. And you can talk. And But it takes another level of confidence. I was saying the first time I did it, I got to the back of the room at Peckham and I was like, totally forgot what we're doing. Yeah, Like I was helping someone going like, I'm doing so well here. Like oh my God, I'm walking the room, <laughs> I'm saying stuff. There was some anecdote I just did that was very funny. I was like. What leg are we on
0: i know Shit. and That's i like i always one. ran back
1: to my mat and i was like ah <laughs> back to the back to the, back to the safety net back yeah. to the comfort yeah. zone yeah i'm okay i'm in my den
0: i yeah. know i i did that recently i took a class and Rage came and i thought i'm gonna knock out the park <laughs> i'm gonna really say right. and it. wink at her at the end and go i'm right, gonna, babe. yeah i'm gonna turn it on and like show you what and i was walking around the room like fucking giving it the big mm-hmm. one and then I forgot what side we were on and it f- completely ruined me. And I was doing a 360 <laughs> flow as well, 360. Oh, no. And then I just went, I said, I had to I, actually, I had to go, sorry guys, we've <laughs> we got to start again, because I've forgotten. And it was just, and I thought,
1: okay, okay, yeah, right. Give. Okay, I've got to be honest though. I think your teaching style allows you to do that. What do you mean? Because I think- I fuck up a lot of people. <laughs> no, there's a casual nature to your teaching. You You don't take yourself very seriously. You, you kind of you invite people into this experience with you and even through this podcast you know you kind of bear everything what's and all you know and i feel like your teaching style people will forgive you f- for for doing it because of hmm. the way you teach like whereas if someone is quite hardcore in terms of like you do this then you do this when those people mess up people are like oh, hang on i thought you were like
0: no, I don't actually mess um, up that much, just it's <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> I just want to rectify something I was self-deprecating, because, you
1: know, that's what you I You didn't, do. Invite in in the class I was in, you didn't mess up at all. Thank you. Okay. But I'm just saying, I feel like your personality type, people, you're, you're very relatable in a class. So
0: I feel like people will be like, oh, people come... Be- partly because of what you're like but the thing is the thing is the actual cr- uh, thanks i appreciate that but the craft of teaching i want to like keep on uh, not maybe pushing it the wrong way but no. progressing to no. be like no i'm doing the same shit over and over again i'm going to try and teach this a different way and try and yeah. and keep pushing pushing because then if i fuck up i'm like right i know what to do next yeah. time and then and, the, and when i say a fuck up i mean like it could be something of i say don't put your knee down when i and then i think I could have said Hove your knee. Yeah, yeah. I could have said that. I'm going to say that next time. And I, that's for me that's why I would consider that's mentor. refinement. That's not refinement. That's, that's not refinement.
2: necessarily a fuck up. That's ref, that's refinement of your skills as a teacher and that's like all coming down to like your exploration of language and sometimes it takes you to say a cue four five six seven different ways in order to figure out a what is the most efficient way for me to say that Mm -hmm. to someone to get the appropriate reaction that i'm looking for either in their body or with their breath or or through their thoughts or whatever it happens to be and be like, which one of these is actually me? What is my authentic voice, right? Yeah. Rather than like, oh, I heard this other teacher say this thing, so I'm going to say it this way. Because like everybody comes off their 200R and they sound like a little mini clone of their, mm-hmm. of their teacher, right? Mm-hmm. Because, we, because we learn by osmosis in that way of like, you spend so much immersive time being taught by this, this person or these people. And then you kind of like have the way that they say things sort of floating in the back of your mind. And again, it's like Doug said, the same with the map that's your safety net. So um, if I need to cue warrior two, oh, oh, like what is it the way that Chris says it? He says this, then he says this, then he says this. Okay, so if I say this and this and this, and that that's sufficient whenever he does it, then it'll be exactly the same whenever I do it. Mm-hmm. And it's not that it's necessarily a bad thing to have that emulation, but it takes a little bit of trial and error to explore and to be able to find your own voice, your own language mm-hmm. with what you're doing so that you're like, as, like I've learned so much from my teachers but I don't have to sound exactly like them mm-hmm. I can still I can still deliver the goods and have it not be verbatim the way that it comes yeah. out of that you know that other person so.
1: I think two things with that one like to your point Kev I think you've got to be fearless in a lot of things in life and you have to risk failing if you want to do better just like learning handstand mm-hmm. you don't get to learn handstand without the element of maybe falling out mm-hmm. or not nailing it everybody's fallen this, everybody that's ever learned a handstand has I, fallen well, out of exactly. a handstand and in it, some it, way if you want to try to <laughs> learn without without falling it's not going to happen and yeah. like you're saying i'm the same as you i'm wanting to progress my teaching which means i have to do things that i'm not comfortable with but i have to do them to learn and then to your point about having different words to say and trying out the different cues i think it's one finding out the cue that's the most efficient but also having backup cues to go that yeah. didn't land Yep. Yeah. what mm-hmm. what do, how else can I say this thing that I've seen other people understand? You spoke a little bit about this
2: last night at the, at the live podcast with with Patrick and um, Lincoln bio and <laughs> Lincoln bio. Um, not my bio, Kev's bio, uh, <laughs> the, um, the different, um, personality types and the different, uh, methodologies that we implement into learning so you may be a very visual mm-hmm. learner you yeah. may be a very physical learner like you have to see you have to embody or i might be a very like auditory, a- auditory learner so you know my style of class sits with someone who's an auditory learner mm-hmm. because they're probably not going to see me do it because then they have to kind of process mm-hmm. but i can't, but i almost want that yeah. because it makes people concentrate it makes you it makes people yeah. concentrate but mm. it also makes you kind of like you have to be present in the moment it's like bring it to mm. your right hand like bring it to your like left and i knee. think people like, get lazy yeah. they lean on their eyes mm-hmm. because mm. i've seen it it's not yeah
1: i'm not asking anything hard lift your left hand and people put up their hand you're like you know what hand like you've we covered this a long time ago
2: they're looking what, at the person beside them yeah like, i'm like not there no, don't lift his left hand like lift it's your a left confidence hand thing.
1: if we're trying to <laughs> you know, spread the good word of yoga, which is about this body and mind connection, knowing where your left hand is and its proprioception in space is important. Yeah. And not having to look at someone, having the self-confidence to go, I know what this is. Mm. I know, I I don't know where you're going. And I almost like that with teachers too, when they don't necessarily say the pose, but they get you into the pose mm. through the,
2: the cues. The name of the pose is the least important, in yeah. my in my opinion, whenever we're structuring something. Because like, if I said to you, uh, Doug do warrior two not right now <laughs> but like I'm sorry <laughs> if I say exhale warrior two you go straight to the habit Both. your version like whatever your whatever your pattern is whatever uh, the yeah. thing is that you do when your body thinks warrior two that's it mm-hmm. so you and not necessarily that the habit is a bad thing because maybe you have a, a perfect beautiful like engaged and aligned warrior two but the likelihood is, is that we have some sort of story within our body that is creating a thing to reoccur over and over again and if you're not thinking about all of the individual components then you're just going to go through the motions mm-hmm. of that posture so if we're there for five breaths what are you getting out of that yeah. it if you're just mindless, doing the same thing over and over again it, yeah. beca- it becomes mindless right and it's that kind of like detachment you mm-hmm. you're in that autopilot of flow and this happens all the time with um like i uh, like one reason why so i put i have i do push-ups in all of my vinyasas mm. right? and in all of my sun citations i don't teach traditional a's and b's anymore um for the very reason of like i i got to this point maybe about like probably about five years ago i noticed that like i was like you know inhale halfway lift exhale step or float back chaturanga like three quarters of the room were in up dog and i hadn't set up dog mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i was like <laughs> what i was like how are you i was like a, you're not breathing because there's no way if you were actually breathing like a good rhythm of breath that you'd be able to beat me there based on what I just said and I was like and B, like you it's just mindless like you're just like you're just here to go through the motions like you're not present and connected in any way so I like caught it like I you know one day I just happened to catch everybody out and I said like yeah ex, you know exhale chaturanga inhale plank yeah yeah yeah, right. and, and that's and then and three and still three quarters of the room went to up dog and i just waited
0: and that's the powerful
2: resistance that's yeah what it's th- and then it's been and taken. then there was this moment then there was this moment like this kind of like dawning realization and i still see it when like people come to my class and they've, and they've not sort of experienced this before it's like inhale plank and i'll hold and i'll wait and you'll see like half room in up dog and then they go oh yeah oh, oh. i was like yeah said plank didn't i yeah weren't yeah you weren't expecting that were you no and it's like because, like, what's it all about, really? Yeah, exactly. Like, well, why are we there? We're not there to
1: just, oh, we're just here to tick off these things. Uh, we just have to do this many things, this many warriors, and then we're done. So, actually, if we do it quick, we've done we've done it better. That's true. And that's not the point.
0: Now, in defense of the people that are in that situation, because I teach that too, uh, push, it's basically a push-up is some people don't have the physical strength to do it and when you, but then saying that a little caveat is you'll say you put your knees on the floor yeah. mm-hmm. and so many people don't don't it, oh. they, even if they you've taught them how to do it they don't their ego can't handle yeah. it and i understand that. I'm, and i'm like trust me doing a push-up on your knees slowly for More the length lot. of the each movement a half chadarangus back to plank lift, then lift, lift your, or lift half plank lift your knees if you did that for one full inhale one full exhale you it's very difficult mm-hmm. so you again, don't but that um, it's, it's but as what? you said chris like there is mindless yoga mm-hmm. isn't there let's go and just do the same thing over again and i try to frame it in a way again back to ways people learn in different through different language i'll say one if you do the same movement over and over again you're prone to injury you're not going to build strength there's diminishing returns if you're doing the same thing over and mm-hmm. over again we need progressive overload to get strong two um, uh, be honest with yourself are you practicing mindlessly are you thinking about something else while you're just going through the same movement you do over again and can we explore that that dark area which is the push mm-hmm. from chaturanga back to blank and and uh, and you can then start to talk about the ego putting the knees down um but i think as a, as a teacher it's our responsibility to look after people but also challenge them to, yeah. to, to, to to let them be their own teachers say what what do we avoid and then you can always tie that into things in our life what are we, what are patterns that we tend to avoid maybe it's chattering to, to plank or it could be relationships or whatever that's it. it's
2: like the whole the whole crux there like the length of the link of it all like you said about ego but it's like this is a practice like i always when i first started practicing yoga i was like fuck like this thing is like a spotlight on all of the shit that I don't want to look at mm-hmm. like at all times like it's just it's just pointing out like what my my your default? my deficits my weaknesses yeah. m- m- like whatever it is are like it, it doesn't give you an opportunity if you are like if you're doing it mindfully if you're really connected to what's going on like it's it doesn't give you an opportunity to to rest on your laurels and to sit with the things that are comfortable and to sit with the things that make your ego happy like it 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 shines a light on the stuff that maybe you don't want to look at mm-hmm. and then that comes down to like am i really doing the work of my yoga practice to 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 build myself completely on the things that i'm that i'm not so good at Mm -hmm. am i am i working on my communication or am i working on my like you know whatever else it is because again it's like it's all metaphors right yeah it's lessons that we learn by doing these shapes with our body that you then take and you implement into the rest of your life Mm -hmm. because it's not you know it doesn't it doesn't matter if you can balance on one leg really yeah it might make you like feel nicer in your body it doesn't matter if your hamstrings are tight or loose yeah obviously one of them is going to make you like feel like you can move around a lot easier but like what am i what am I able to do with this and take it away? And that's the other thing about like surprising people, like bringing people back to the present moment. Is I was like, life is not simple in any way. Like, we all know this, right? Mm-hmm. The minute that you think you know what's coming next, curveball. Like, something is going to come at you. And if you are fixed and set only in this one way, like we're going this way, like no, Like nothing's going to happen. That thing is going to knock the shit out of you mm. and you're not going to be able to handle that or then you're going to repress and there's going to be all of these other things going on where then ultimately like if I'm able to be in that mo- in the moment, I can sort of, I can take this thing and I can start to work with it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It has like, these, these wobbles, these curveballs have less impact on my life as a it's whole like, because like I well, have I mean, more tools to be able to process yeah. it and and that is it for me and like i said like i said to the guys yesterday i was like you know this is a metaphor like i am life throwing curveball postures at you like you know like like literally like this that's it i was like you know that's that's the metaphor of what we were doing like we were playing around with lots of stuff i was like a take the pressure off yourself i don't care if you if you fall like only you care if you fall because cause your ego is worried about like, oh, I look like an idiot no one else fail or or this or this. Or, oh, I sh- oh, I'm frustrated with myself. I could do that pose last week and I can't do it this week or whatever. And I was like, don't fucking worry about it. Like that's a whole story that you just made up, mm. right? I don't care. I love you no matter what.
1: Oh,
2: balance on balance one leg with your eyes closed. Don't balance on one leg with your eyes closed. Fall on the floor, sit down, do a child's pose. Do a thousand chaturangas. It doesn't matter. But if you're honest and you're present and you're working on the things that you need to work on, bam. Magic mm-hmm. is gonna happen, no matter what, no matter mm-hmm. what version of whatever it is that we're in. Mm-hmm. And then that's that was my kind of for yesterday anyway. It was my sort of like my big dharma, like my like my overarc of the class to be able to say like, right, like you know, awesome. Like you did a you did a, an awesome job handling these this crazy madness that I was throwing at you for the last like two hours. Go out, see what happens. Mm-hmm. Try and take I'm, a little bit of that away, and you know, and do it out there because
1: that's why inversions are so good though, because. You don't get to be mindless mm. inversion mm. because it forces you to yep. have to. Con- yeah, it's <laughs> that's why I think people like it because without trying, you have to concentrate on what you're doing. Otherwise, you fall. You know, and like with your workshop today, it's weird. Inversions are those things that scare people the most, but also the things that people love to learn. Mm. They get the most reward because if I can do a Warrior Two really well, or my version of Warrior Two well, I've learned the nuances. I've learned how to engage my body. That's cool, but I haven't overcome any fear. But when you do an inversion, you've done all those things, you've learned the control of your
2: body, but you've also gone, oh, I used to be scared of this, now I'm here. And you know- Or, going, or I'm still scared of this. But I'll do but it I've, anyway. But I feel like I have a strategy to cope with that sensation. Yeah, which makes it okay. And allow me to explore this thing that I'm not comfortable with and realize that I'm gonna be okay.
1: And but, it's interesting, because after that that after that, after like 90 degree in handstand, the unknown, you know, for most people it's like 45. To kick higher than forty-five is the unknown, and it's it's like a metaphor of going into a place you don't know. You've never felt the pressure on your hands in that place because you're like, oh, I'm too scared. And you know, you sometimes need a guide to help you go there, but eventually you
0: have to go there and explore it. And sometimes you, almost every time, you realize it's not as bad as you thought. But do you know, another thing I've realized about yoga, and I think it's important to realize that when we talk about yoga, we're not necessarily talking about Just the physical postures like warrior two warrior one whatever it may be the complete practice the complete (laughs) practice but say for example (laughs) i went running yesterday i went did a 5k and i do that now once a week and what i realized was i am much slower than i used to be (laughs) right because i have my stopwatch with me and my my wristwatch wristwatch what am i like Mm -hmm. eight years old Mm -hmm. um and um when i looked at my time i thought okay I'm am looking at more, it's like it's like I'm facing my immortality. Mm. I'm getting slower. I'm getting. Well, what does that mean? I, it means that I'm not as good at running as I used to be. Mm. So, do I still do it? And the answer is yes. And and the point I'm getting at, chaps, is that I think it's not good to be in a habit of wanting to be perfect at something and instead always wanting to to learn to be, to do something else and and essentially doing something. For the sheer joy of learning and the process itself, as opposed to trying to perfect it, and that mm-hmm. could be running in uh, it's trying trying to do a five k in under twenty minutes, or it could be uh, any anything. Like if we're looking for, and I think that's what and we I know we say it a lot in class, but I think that's what a lot of people get confused about. Yoga it's such an aesthetic thing, mm-hmm. you know. You very rarely do look you really see a picture of someone maybe very involved in running world, well, but like you see a beautiful pose or one that's done. Um, so perfectly, and it, there is an aesthetic that we all, our eyes are drawn to, and then we think. I know this is not news to, to either of you, but that that is the the outcome. Mm-hmm. And I try to say to people, look, and this is I think where being a little bit self-deprecating does ca- help actually in mm-hmm. class. I'm like, look, I can't sit cross-legged; I find it really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Try this, yeah. try that, um, and um, but then you you but you say this week in week out. But it takes a while for people to to that to, to sink internalize, in, and, yeah. yeah, to internalize. But n- but for the teachers out there, my advice would be: don't give up on give on saying that message to people. Yeah, it, but I, w- I would agree with you. We
1: have these photos of poses, but in my opinion anyway, it's it's, it's more relative to how it feels. And you walk around a room, there could be people that are doing full splits, and you will be like, wow, they must be so good at yoga, or they might be ho- hypermobile.
2: Or there might be a gymnast for ten years. I feel I feel the, less I feel less in my hamstrings in full you, split than I do in a than a half split.
1: See, and this is a, this is the point. Yeah. You're you're searching not for this mm-hmm. aesthetic, you're searching for this feeling. Yeah. Like you're exploring your body to find out where your attention is. The deeper pose I is not this, always the, the better the better, better yeah. pose. Yeah. yeah. There's no finish line in yoga. Because if you can do that, then you need to do something else. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a case of oh I once I get this, we can just tick that off. The whole point is that the curriculum is infinite and that's what makes it so enjoyable to so many of us. You're talking about mortality and something that's finite, having something that's infinite in your life then makes it more interesting because you're like, there's no end. I don't want to get to, I don't want to get to 58 and go, I finished yoga. What what, what am I going to take up now? You know, it's, there's no good in that. So I think it's important to, to focus on the feeling of what you're doing and enjoy the process. Mm -hmm. And like you're saying, not the end point because there is no end point.
0: Now, that is not to say, though, just to complain that I've got on that point, it, that when I see, uh, like, say, Christy like, really impressive splits and stuff, I do think to myself, um, okay, so part of that, there's always a part of this genetics, but also I do think, okay, well, this per- like, Adam Husser said it brilliantly uh, on an Instagram post recently. I, I'm going to butcher this, but he essentially said that um, someone doing an impressive pose is kind of an indication that that they've integrated loads of things, and essentially that that, that does show like sometimes we, we and I say it myself like oh you know because you can do that the pose doesn't mean they're uh, uh, a kind of a seasoned yogi, but in fact meditation is as much in the body as it is in the mind. Mm. So if you're 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 doing something that is quite difficult to do. It is a massive indication that you've practiced that over and over again. You've had that discipline to integrate every
2: muscle and but there's you know why. Because yeah, to... it's not just inspirational because of the shape. It's inspirational because you can see that that person has most likely had to dedicate a but, lot of time. and My caveat hours with and that, whatever that is that you, have,
1: you have to know what the starting point was. Oh, yeah.
2: That's my point is that
1: seeing the yes. person at the end point, their starting point. I know enough gymnasts that have always been able to do the splits. All right. so Lucky. <laughs> yeah, like they just have, and there's some. I, there's a stunt guy who is Russell Crowe's double, and a little, a little fun fact, in Gladiator, the scene with the hand going through the barley is his hand. With why would you need a stunt double for that? Well, they didn't. They were shooting something else, and they weren't getting what they needed. And it was the end of the day, and there's this thing called golden hour, at, early in the morning, and then in the evening, yeah. where the light is just perfect, it's diffused beautifully. And he was just doing that because he was bored. And they were like, let's just get a camera on that. And from the whole day shooting, that's the only thing they got. And that's an epic scene. That's, and it's and an that's, epic That's like scene. the iconic thing of the whole oh, film. Oh, really? Like, yeah. Him like, But know, okay, and yeah. the point is, his name is Stu Clark. He hasn't exercised in forever. He's, he's been stunt coordinating for ages now. He doesn't train. He can still do the splits. He can drop down to splits, which he likes to do at rap parties, which is entertaining to watch because he's a big guy. <laughs> but he's just always been able to do it without training. So what I'm saying is, you could see someone do a position and go, they must have put in loads of time. Maybe you have to know what the starting point is. You could see someone who can just do half Hanuman, and they may have started with some horrendous injury, Mm -hmm. and they've actually put in far more time. I think it's dangerous to look at the end pose and go, oh, you must have put in more time than that person because you can do that and they can't. True.
2: I also it may be the case. Just to loop that back to your point about self, like slight self-deprecation or like involving a little bit more humanity like within your classes is like that your students see you and if they do see you demonstrate like let's say you are using cuz like if I'm walking in the room and I'm and I'm teaching or whatever sometimes maybe the demonstrations will only come with the, with the slightly trickier mm-hmm. asana so it's like you know you maybe it's a teaching moment where you get a chance to bring everybody down and have them like have a little look at like a setup of something or whatever so they sometimes only see me do like the tricky stuff and then they're like oh like how am i like how am i ever going to do that and it's like you know it's okay to see me fall or it's okay to see me like struggle in and out of something or it's okay to see me like not nail everything perfectly every time that's the same with doing the filming on uh on fit is that like if i'm exhausted there will be times when like you know, the, the last, why I structured it this way, I have no idea. The last class of the second day that I did uh, on Friday was like, it had like, like 15 handstands in it. (laughs) And so by the time I got to like, and it's one continuous take. So like we're on a continuous take. (laughs) You're under pressure. And I was, and yeah, and like, you know, we get to like handstand number 10 and I was like, and I had to come back down and I was like, listen that happens (laughs) i was like like look it's like it's happening to me right now it's okay if this is happening to you like it doesn't have to be like every time i say handstand you're like bam like i'm up and i'm in handstand or like you don't have to feel like you have to hop constantly if you feel if you feel tired it's okay to come down and have a little rest and like to do something else and it's it's important to remind them that you're human because again that same way like they see you and they see you in this in this sort of like yogic yeah, this halo Di- like effect, d- yeah, dimension yeah. like that's sort of like the teacher, the teacher like bubble. Um, and it's almost sometimes like off putting if you're like an unattainable entity, yeah, yeah. you know, well, like then what's the point, yeah, exactly. Just, where just, they're like, Well, I'm never gonna be able to do that because, like,
1: what, what's the step in between what exactly. I can do and what yeah. you can do, yeah, yeah, for sure. So,
0: but that that's for me, that's why Joe Wicks was so popular. Um, apart from being a beautiful man with yeah, great hair. Good. And we can talk about hair in a sec. No, it's <laughs> no, it's not. It's <laughs> not. Let's not. We have a lovely mane here to our right. Um, but when I watched Joe Wicks, and I thought to myself, uh, he's like, oh fucking, hell, I'm knackered. You know, yeah. Oh, just give it, yeah. One set, guys. You know, that's a burner, isn't it? You know, and you, you, instead of being like, come on, guys, do another one. Yeah. He's there with you, yeah. and um, so it's, it's it's similar to that. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. oh, I okay. agree. I think realism more so in
1: yeah. that realm, like on fit with the guys that are doing the workouts. I think it's good to show you're tired because that's the point. You're, you're teaching people to train, but also you're just teaching people mental resilience to go, I know you're tired, guys. My legs are burning too, and probably you're feeling it after the fifth one, but we're going to do another 10. Stick mm-hmm. with me. You'll feel great after this. That's part of it. You, like, if you had a cut there, and you're like, I'm just going to chill out for a while. Like, you're not you're not connecting. You want that shared experience.
2: Yeah. You know, you want people to feel like they're going through it with you. And ultimately, like, I yeah. think it's appropriate feedback of, like, in the whole practice what you preach kind of thing. Mm. Like, you know, why do I teach what I teach to my students? Because that's the way that I like to move. Mm. But I move that way because I find that beneficial. I have experienced it in my body, and therefore I have a greater propensity to relate to you in that moment when I ask you to do these things as well. It's like, I I've get been it. On that journey. I've done it, I've been there. Mm. Let me share my experience with you. Again, guiding versus teaching, right? Mm. Let me share my experience with you, and hopefully in a way that can then resonate with you doing something else. If I've not done it and if I've not done it flat out the way that you're meant to do it if I stop every five minutes and take a break then ultimately like that programming might be completely inappropriate Mm. because the the user the person who has to do okay they don't have to like talk and do it or whatever at the same time but the user might be like this is impossible Mm. like how does he expect me to do this Mm -hmm. and if you haven't done it that would be like you were talking earlier about like you've dialed back on your public classes and you're doing trainings and you're doing workshops and whatever else and I think that's amazing as a skill. And I also agree that I love to share in long form because you feel like there's a, a, a greater connection, a greater relationship and therefore a greater opportunity for growth and learning and development on both halves, from, both from you as the teacher perspective and them from the student perspective. But if you only, let's say, if you only taught teacher trainings and you don't teach public class, you're fucked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you are because you're out of touch with reality, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? I, there, are, I, there are there are teacher trainings out there i've seen people coming off the back of teacher trainings where because they're only teaching in the environment of teaching teachers the way that they've been taught to teach is like inhale warrior one yeah
1: you get away with exit, just saying it yeah
2: inhale for two exhale And i'm like hold you're on not a in second. the trenches yeah you don't but the whole like everyone in the room is a yoga teacher so everyone knows how to do warrior one so you don't have anything to say and then you take that back out to the public and you're like why why were we not all my class doing a perfect yeah. warrior one and yeah. it's like if 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 you've removed yourself from, the, from the, the student body, from the population, from the actual community, and kind of isolated yourself only to dealing with, with yoga teachers, or only to dealing with experienced yogis, that's, I find that sometimes, like I teach a lot of advanced classes, like I teach a lot of strong classes, and I don't often teach a lot of beginners anymore. So to get the opportunity to go in and teach a foundations class, or to go in and get the opportunity to teach beginners, helps me like remember where they were coming from helps me to relate to that also helps me to refine my skills for someone who is not already well versed in those words yeah in either in the words or in the way that their body moves Mm -hmm. or in the subtleties of uh of refining a pose or whatever it is like you know because you get people who who are completely like unaware of their body Mm like lift your right arm like two inches higher Mm -hmm. no no, not your left arm no not not your shoulder just your arm mm -hmm. i
1: particularly like it when you make the the class turn to one way, and there's someone who's define everyone, and is like defiant that they're, they're like, well, everyone must be wrong. <laughs> All thirty five <laughs> other people must have heard it wrong, while they're like face to face with someone, and you can see them looking and going like, hmm, something doesn't feel right. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: that yeah. moment for the penny to drop. Yeah, but that's but that's also part of the fun, yeah, exactly. right? Yeah, part yeah, of the fun, fun of, kid, of the class yeah, is Like yeah, when you're exactly. like wait a minute <laughs> something wasn't yeah. quite right but
0: but you know talking about it's not all or nothing either I mean I think um, teaching public classes what I really love is that like the retreat I did uh, the last one or the first one I did the most recent one um, more than half the people on the retreat go to my public classes mm-hmm. and I, I'm like that's the bridge I really love like because I public classes are my bread and butter that's where I'm I'm I'm, I'm trying to improve my craft and I'm getting and I liked the fact that I'm meeting people sometimes never done yoga before and the next thing you know a few months later they at a workshop with you at a retreat and then they're they're a yogi they're like yeah, yeah, this is their new because you got
1: them at the beginning of the journey yeah
0: mm-hmm. it's like their new lifestyle they're like okay mm-hmm. I'm going to do this instead of going to the pub or not going to the pub is wrong but or, I, now I have a new community a new circle to, to get involved in so I do love see, seeing that development but I just um, yeah you have to be I mean, I don't know how Adam Husler does it, but like he's in terms of how many his output, but like for me, I need time to be at home yeah. reading or, and I'm sure he did, I don't want to talk about Adam Husler in too much detail, but like I do admire that work ethic and the output and the doing the retreats and the workshops and stuff. That's great. But I know for me, for my process, I also want downtime at the missus and, and all that kind of and stuff. And to
1: get inspiration, have a time to refuel because. Yeah. I, I know the same, when I've done a lot of classes in a week, I don't necessarily think that I was teaching better in the 13th, 14th and 15th class. If anything, I feel like it got worse.
2: Stagnating, yeah. Yeah, but because, everyone... because I'm too tired yeah. to
1: actually make it fresh and go, hold on, if I have a day in between, I can be like, oh, you know what I could do? Because I was at this hit class and they did this, that looks a little bit like this move, so we could do this in class. And I'm excited to teach people instead of going, all right, here we go again. You know, And I know what you mean. Not and Adam is an interesting individual because he has so many classes. He's phenomenal. That threshold
2: yeah. is going to be different for everyone. I mean, yeah. when I first yeah. like, yeah. I, I transit. Whenever I was first in fitness, when, well, before I was a yoga teacher, I taught thirty-five classes a week. Straight thirty-five up. like fitness classes. Thirty-five and, fitness classes a week. That's yeah. deadly. <laughs> um, as well as PT on yeah. top of that, as well as training myself on top of that. Mm. So like, I was doing, I was putting in like sort of like 70 75 hours. And then when i transitioned away from fitness and i moved into yoga and then all of a sudden like i was teaching like 20 22 23 Mm -hmm. classes i was like 20 like 23 classes is like like i'm getting loads of time like loads (laughs) of extra time to do whatever so you know like it's relative i mean i don't teach anywhere near that that volume now because i'm very similar to yourself like i've dialed back but for me like a nice number is like eight to Mm ten like that for me feels like a really nice number of opportunities to share on a weekly Mm -hmm. basis and touch base with regular students and and keep them coming back and whatever else, then hopefully letting that population translate into my workshops and into my teacher trainings and into, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever else. Um, but that, but like not everyone is going to be me. Mm -hmm. So when you first start out 15, you might be like, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted doing 15. If you're not used to doing whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. So he might be very, very similar in that position. Again, I'm not sure exactly what, Mm. the background is but if he does 24 classes a week still that might be his optimum he Mm. might feel like that's where he thrives best because Mm. that's the way that he likes to share also it depends on the style of teaching that you're delivering yeah exactly you know adam's adam's style is very much like i'm i'm guiding you from this anatomical perspective into and out of the postures he's not um necessarily emotionally attached or like um to to like what's going like what's going on in that moment mm-hmm. he's trying to he's he's trying to lead you from a practical place mm-hmm. and therefore you know compared to like someone like my friend Kit who like she sings at the end of every class and she passes <laughs> wow. so she's given and, and she like emotionally you know like uh, but she but that is her that is her as a person like yeah. she's an emotional soul and she so she maybe teaches like 10 Mm. because she feels like she can't give any more energy than that and be off and be authentic and mm. be and be present and, and all the things that you were saying, Doug, Whereas like Adam on an energetic output might be in a different space so then he's able to share to his fullest capacity on a higher level of like weekly classes, you know mm. that, that might be and that's and both those styles, Are totally justifiable Mm -hmm. you know it's not that there's a better or worse Mm though like those two classes are suited for two different people like Mm -hmm. they're going to attract two different audiences and again that's kind of like why do we have all these like varieties of styles of classes why do we have these variety of like teachers because hey i know i'm not for everybody (laughs) and i'm I'm cool with that and you're not for everybody and you're not for everybody our people are going to find us eventually Mm -hmm. um and and hopefully keep coming back and like build a community out and whatever else so
1: yeah, it's also a, I think, more of a reason to why you'd want to not demo everything in your class. Because mm-hmm. if you want to teach that many classes, good luck demoing the whole class. Yeah. You know, that many mm-hmm. times. Um, Is also, your back sore
0: sitting on that chair? No, well, because right. of the way I'm sitting. No, because I find it sore on that chair. Oh, so. I
1: don't know. Uh, I try not lean back.
0: Um, um, I, but, I hate to interject, uh, interject, yeah, but on. you got a workshop to teach. Yeah, I got a well, workshop. Well, you both, both you chaps, have done. No big
1: deal. That... I'm just doing my teacher training with uh, Patrick Beach. You oh, sorry, your him. teacher training, with Patrick um, Beach. If you want to hear here. more about him, your buddy users. Patrick Beach. He, he's on a podcast here, which will be out before this one. I'm guessing. When's, it, when's this problem? one
0: This one's going to be out next Thursday. So, yeah. so
2: next Thursday, my birthday. Oh, get out! Hey, make sure you get so not the Christmas week.
0: So like in ten days. Or 11 12 days. Oh, no, then no, a week after my birthday, <laughs> <There you go. laughs> um, chaps. Um, we have because just before we did the podcast, mm-hmm. um, there's loads more to talk about, and, awesome. uh, and actually, speaking of that, as I mentioned in the car, my electric car, mm-hmm. EV, um, I'm thinking of doing yogis in cars getting coffee. What do you guys think so about I, that? Huh? So, that's that's going to be like, well, see, I'm going to f- figure it out, and and because um, I've
2: got a GoPro you can borrow.
0: There you go. I, yeah, I have got. I'm gonna see what the setup is like mm-hmm. and then uh, figure it out. But um, but for now, we have. I did a little thing before we started. It was Doug, Doug's idea. Yeah. On the ball go. when it comes mm-hmm. to the IG mm-hmm. um, questions for Chris. Now we only did it just before we got on. so It was like 45 minutes ago. But we have got a question. Oh, cool, Chris. Um, I wonder if I should read out his name. Seven. It's big. When, it's when big Jake to? 47. <laughs> oh, he's <laughs> back. He's back. Big, <laughs> big, big John. 47 Big John 72 you'll get that joke yeah. if you listen to the po- the episode before this yeah. so um so it's big jump it's actually his name is sorry it out. it's not a, yeah come on man yeah, yeah okay so it's jacob wood north 47 oh not him What's that, like? hey jacob yeah jacob looks like a nice geezer uh chris he shouts because exclamation mark can you put more video classes on youtube
2: or an app double question mark can I put more video classes on YouTube or an app? Yes, I definitely can do. Um my IG I tend to do like the little inspirational series, which is like ninja transitions and stuff like that. And me breaking down mm, various good. different things. Um so you can always find that on my IG. I don't have anything on youtube at the minute uh surprising. because Not yeah surprise, because very mine, surprising. maybe maybe i should do some mm. some youtubey stuff
0: especially after what patrick said yesterday yeah
2: youtube or maybe youtube or some IGTV or something just mm. to try and like, a, like yeah. get something out there but yeah um obviously all my stuff is on is on fit so mm. jacob if you want if you want to grab stuff man just go any promo code uh it's yeah so spot? if you if you follow the link through in my bio you get it for for free for the first month Oof. so it's yeah you don't have to actually like a code or anything in. they just that yeah you can get the premium one for free for the first month and then after that i think it's like nine quid or something like that I amazing there so. you go jacob yeah. um
0: well speaking of um like youtube stuff i mean Doug, you you do great stuff mate wow thank you and you do it all yourself don't you yeah like the graphics the one-stop shop. W- w- I, I am like I'm, he's
2: got some slick editing skills you do like yeah, you mate. definitely I like, I definitely, do, like definitely do man yeah yeah
1: yeah. <laughs> um, yeah the youtube stuff's interesting man i mean fit is i think more of these um apps and platforms I think are great. The people are more interested and mm. they want to bring fitness into their own world. Um, and I like the process of doing stuff online too because I think there's just a the scalability there that mm. costs nothing. So I can teach a public class, if I'm lucky, to like 50 people if it's that cycle. Mm. But that YouTube video can be
0: consumed by hundreds over years, isn't I it? Know. Isn't it the most? Isn't it more popular search engine than Google? Like YouTube well, yeah. is. Oh, it's you can use Google. the with same with thing.
2: The, yeah, with the kid, with the kids today. The <laughs> yeah, kids. it's um, <laughs> yeah. That was that was like a, a fact, wasn't it? Where yeah. like our generation, use uh, Google sp- generally Yahoo. speaking, yeah, like yeah. we like Google things, whereas like a younger generation, they go to instagram they search hashtags or they go Mm -hmm. to youtube and they search interesting things i I remember
1: not even understanding hashtags at first going like
2: (laughs) remember we never used to use them you'd be like
1: hashtag what that's weird and Mm you would read people's hashtags like Kevin Boyle, like hashtag yoga life, hashtag blessed. You're like everyone. I'm posts
2: on, go and write a comment. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> Every time Kev posts hashtag something, so hashtag, lucky. Hashtag, yeah. hashtag yeah. journey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag that yoga life. L Y F, not not L A F E.
0: But I am because I am I am thinking video, and I think um, as Patrick said yesterday, as soon as we stopped, reco- uh, as soon as we stopped recording yesterday. First thing Patrick said was, "You got a video these," Mm -hmm. and then he was as harsh as saying, "This has been a no, not a waste waste of time." Otherwise, it's a waste of time. I was like, "Ouch!" (laughs) (laughs) Um, But but he was obviously exaggerating for effect. And and um, he's just saying that
1: you you, you're losing so much utility. Like this, you put a lot of resource into this, right? The setup, there's a lot of resource you're putting, a lot of time and effort. And you could just be getting a lot more out of it. Is this point? It, I am. Is, I am. That you're do- just getting. Su- you're getting sound, which is great. But people, like we're discussing, consume things so much through a yeah. visual. Even if they're watching people talk, which I still think is weird. But I do it. Or, I watch Joe Rogan talk. I mean, like, or
2: it's or it's the same thing as like people are learning in different ways. Some people are learning yeah. from seeing you demonstrate. It. Some people yeah. are learning from embodying it. Some so people are I learning from it. That's why the transcript from is important it. too, because like that way, you just have the opportunity to reach people who who resonate on different mm-hmm. mediums because mm-hmm. you have the footage as well as. Plus it's like, it's fun. Like it I quite fun. like that fly on the wall stuff of like watching Joe yeah, Rogan or watching weird, different because podcasts. because that's how we. Because you, you get to see that, the, you yeah. actually get to see them banter. It's like, oh, I've like, I've heard it so many times. Oh, and if even, I in and boat. yeah, but like. Even the body done. positions, and, like yeah. as and, they change. And there's one person speaking, you look at the other person's face reaction mm. and stuff. I,
0: I do need to set, in fact, I need to ask you about that hack for the camera. Yeah. Or oh, is that going to be illegal? But uh, no, <laughs> that, yeah, it's fine. that hack for the camera. But um, so gents, any final closing thoughts?
1: No, I just really enjoyed this. Conversation. I think there should be more of these. I think there's a lot to be learned from yoga teachers from each other, especially uh, experienced ones like Chris. So mm. I think there's a lot of value to
2: this. Well, that's very kind of you to say. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure to be here with you again, Kev. 100. Um, percent I want to do yogis and cars getting coffee. I that's, <laughs> like I think that <laughs> that's rib-off. Yeah, like straight up. I think mm. I think that, that I think that that's genius. I think it'll work really well. Mm. Um, I actually really like the dynamic of having multiple people here. Mm, I feel yeah. like it it creates a nice uh, like a sort of like a nice bounce. Um, yeah, because yeah, like sometimes it's a little bit interviewy, right? Especially yeah. like if you, I suppose from your perspective, if you don't know the other person, like obviously like we've done a few of these, like we've been mates for a little while, so it's mm-hmm. easier to have a conversation with me, or it's easier to have a conversation with Doug. But like, just the the opportunity, like the pressure coming off of like a one to one dialogue, then I don't know. I feel very loose. Like yeah. I feel like I, think it I, I, don't, it I don't feel like pressure. I'm necessarily stiff any it of the takes time. Takes the anyway. pressure off
1: the other person having to think of what to ask and can actually listen because mm-hmm. someone else might be. There's enough jump. There's enough going on. Yeah, yeah. I think
2: yeah, I think it probably. I, I would imagine that this will be a much kind of like easier this, listen than some than some other interviews that I've done previously where it's on that that one to one basis because of that. So I yeah. think uh, if you have the opportunity to get multiple guests in, or to huh? Skype Doug and I, or FaceTime Doug and I in <laughs> and like pop us on the table, I think that's uh, <laughs> that's the way going forward. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's gonna be more then. So um, gents, thank you so
0: much. Cheers, Kev. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. This podcast was brought to you by Small Changes, organic whole food store based here in Dublin. They produce fruit, veg, stuff for the house, all with a zero waste ethos. So if you're in Drumcondra, Dublin Nine, check them out. If you enjoyed this podcast, share it with your friends, please, on your IG stories, and maybe leave a review on iTunes. And if you'd like to come to my next workshop, that'll be in Salt and Soul, December 14th, in Schleigo, that's handstands, heels overhead, and you don't need to be able to handstand to come. That's the good news. So, as always, thank you so much for listening. Any comments, feedback, questions, please let me know. You can find me on Instagram, Kevin Ball Yoga. Hope you have a powerful week. Catch up with you next week.